Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. So I've been in front of a microphone in some form or fashion. I'm 16 years old. I'm 52. And I literally just, for people that aren't watching, that are just listening to the audio broadcast, I just started talking. The problem is I have a handheld mic. Normally I have mics on me or whatever or a mic in front of me. Like, like a moron, I just started talking, Jay, as if people could hear me. Like, like I might as well have gotten a tin can and yelled out the window. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. It's noon on Peacock, but it is 5 o'clock somewhere, possibly where I just was. I have no idea. I'm punch drunk, kids. He's Connor Rogers. I'm Matthew Berry. And I went to, this, this, this is my last 24 hours. I'm in Los Angeles. I'm at SoFi Stadium. Uh, me and Jay Croucher do the uh, Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's there from the stadium. Then I go on national television, okay? And I recommend Allen Robinson. Okay, great. Then I watch Allen Robinson do all the things. He runs a bunch of routes. He was out there. He was out there. He ran a bunch of routes, um, played a bunch of snaps. A lot of them. A lot of snaps. I think over 60 snaps. Oh, yeah. Uh, ran almost 50 routes. Got two targets, including one that was at the very, the very, literally the last play of the game when it was over. Then, uh, then I got in a plane, took the red eye home, uh, then got in a car and came, drove an hour through, uh, you know, New York rush hour traffic in the morning to here. Yeah, you said home, so, not home. I mean, no, I mean, like to JFK. <laughs> yeah. I live in Connecticut, but like, so I flew, I took the red eye from LA to, uh, to JFK. Then uh, took a car through rush hour traffic to get here. Uh, I'm wearing a hat for people that are listening. Because, um, you know, it's unfortunate. is I don't have a lot of hair, as we've talked about. You've got this good head of lettuce. But I don't, even though I have a little bit of hair, like when I, it just doesn't look good right now. So I'm, I'm wearing a hat. And now I'm here. Um, punch drunk. I, I, and I'm wearing a shirt that was hanging in my uh, hanging in my office because I didn't. I thought I had another shirt, and I, I've lost it somewhere. Like <laughs> I, I'm so like I'm so punch drunk, dude. No, no, no. Like I, I I got here and like I left my luggage in my you know my car, but I thought I grabbed a new a clean shirt to bring in, and then I got here and I'm like, where's the shirt? And so it's either in my car or it's like in the NBC parking lot, and I'm a disaster. So we'll see if I make it through this show without getting fired. The way that I think fantasy managers are feeling about Cam Akers and Allen Robinson today. On a milk carton. Dude. Lost. What the heck? Wild. The, the Cam Akers one is alarming because it just felt like he wasn't in the stadium for no. a long time. At, like you said, Allen Robinson. We could see him out there. A couple times he was open, not getting targets. Cam Akers. I think that's where we have to start here. Let's start with Cam Akers here. Now look. He was on my hate list in the preseason. Yep. I said, like, this is going to be a committee. He's hurt. I'm nervous uh, about Cam Akers. You know, I had him much lower than consensus. So if you have Cam Akers on your team, it's on you. That one's <laughs> you not this. on me. You know, just be clear about that. That one you guys need to own yourself. Because if you listen to me, you wouldn't have had to deal with Cam Akers last night. Five snaps out of 32 first half plays. Five snaps. Three total carries, zero yards. Head coach Sean McVay, quote, it was a tough night for us and it was a poor night in terms of the overall decision-making from my standpoint, and that's something I'm looking forward to correcting. None of that says, like, hey, we, we want to get Cam Akers. It's coach speak. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's all just right. It's total coach speak. Um, yeah, whatever you paid for Cam Akers, it was too much. Because, by the way, I mean, Daryl Henderson wasn't great, but he wasn't terrible, like, I mean, he got more than zero yards. Yes. He got more than zero yards. Now, Kieran Williams, Kieran Williams, um, Kieran Williams got injured early in yep. the first half. Now it looks like he's going to be out for some time. So they may need Cam Akers. 
But if they need, I mean, he's going to need more than three total touches that he got last night. That much is clear. I, I don't know that you can, next week, we will see, uh, but I don't think you can start Cam Akers with any sort of confidence until we see something. It feels like a desperation play. Well, let me, let me throw it to you like that. Let's do a scale of 1 to 10. 10 sure. being red alarm panic. Yeah, yeah. 1 being it's week 1, don't ever, week 1 lies. Where are you on Cam Akers on that 1 to 10 scale? I mean, I, I, I you were low on him in the summer. Yeah, I was just going to say, so I'm, I'm in a – well, it, here's the thing. I mean, at this point you have to throw ADP out. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I was low on him in the preseason because it's like what he costs to acquire versus what it's going to cost to get Daryl Henderson, I just think are, you know, wildly different. And Henderson's the much better value. But at this point, whatever. He's on your roster. It is what it is. So I would say panic level seven and a half, eight. Yeah, that's high. Because I mean, look, we have not seen him be good at football since he came back from injury. It was a miracle. Wow, he came back. But then, like, he was bad against Tampa Bay in that playoff game. Like, he was yeah. brutal, dude. Like, he, nothing that he did last year, once he came back from injury, is inspiring. And then this this performance, you're like, where's the Cam Akers we saw as a rookie? And the return rate for running backs coming off this injury, Achilles. Yeah. This injury, not to play doctor. This is very right. simple stuff. Coming off Achilles, sure. is, it's abysmal. Ooh. And then let's factor in, how bad did that offensive line look last night? They got dominated. Do- dominated. Moved off every snap. Cr- crushed like a grape. Yep. Put, I mean, like that. Yep. There. Yeah, like that's what it looked like. Seat. That's what it looked like. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like you weren't expecting it. Yeah. You weren't expecting pancake. it. Pancake. You weren't <laughs> expecting Barry, it. one and, pancake. Right. I'm just saying, you weren't expecting it. Here's how bad it was. That's what the Rams offensive line looked like, and they were, in theory, expecting it. Because they're lining up, and they see both players across from them. And you'd think they'd be like, I wonder what's going to happen. You'd think they like, I bet they're going to try to come at us. Yeah. And so they're expecting it, and they still got moved off the way you did there. And, and, absolutely. And I was, to just to be fair, I was not ready. No, you weren't. If I was, well, yeah, you know, it's, it's a different, a different story. story. It's a different story. And this, one, this is what they are, right? They're not a team where you're looking at, oh, all these injuries are going to get healthy. There might not be a, bigger, a better. I mean, I'm taller than you. You are taller I'm than old. me. I'm old. Make no mistake. But you have I'm dad's old. strength. I have dad strength. Don't I, ever I, underestimate dad, dad strength. I have a dad bod core is what I'm talking about. Dad strength is a difference maker. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I would, just rem- I would just try to imagine that you're trying to get to my kid. And then, you know, there's I, no way you're getting I'm done. Me. Yeah, done. thousand percent. And I'm the Rams line. I would focus on your hair and your, your boyish good looks, and I'd be like, you know, F this guy. Boom, boom. Allen Robinson, if there's one positive of last night, and I think there's only one. If there's one positive of last night, it's that you, Connor Rogers, were not in front of 19 million people recommending him. So no, I was home right. on the couch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. clean. Hiding. You're right. Yep. I, on the other hand, like, <laughs> F and A. Like, I'm ah. so pissed. Can I tell you real quickly? Please. Alan Robinson. I'm so, like, because it's Football Night in America, right? And it's home, I'm so excited to make my debut, right? Like, this is, I mean, I did the Hall of Fame game, but this yeah. is like the regular, regular season. season. Yep. It's the first game. Like, the, the freaking rock is there. Like, yeah. it's the whole thing. Like, you know, the highest people at, at NBC were there. Like, all the muckety mucks. All the suits are there, and so I'm there on the field. It's super cool, and the first thing I do is like, you know, they they want me to. I had the, the thing was is like pick a Rams off. We're talking off Cooper Cup. Do you want to take Cooper Cup or do you want to do something else? I'm like, well, you know, Cooper Cup. That feels obvious. It's a like, chalk pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me. You're I, better I'm than Robinson. That. Apparently not. <laughs> take the chalk. I, I, yeah, take the chalk. the chalk. Eat the chalk. Uh, what exactly? Give me that chalk. Where's yep. that chalk? I want that chalk. Freaking a. I'm so pissed. Anyway, so right, so I recommend Alan Robinson. The hit looked good, sounded good, but if you go yeah. back and listen to it, you're like, well, that's none of that happened. All right, he runs a ton of. He's out yeah. there for almost every snap. Sixty-five he, of sixty-seven. So yeah, he's, he's he's in it. It was only two snaps that he was off, um, and he I I think he ran over fifty routes. Like I want to say it was fifty-five off the top of my head, but like he was. And I just, like, I was watching the replays. I haven't gone back and, you know, uh, you know looked at the L22 or anything like that. But just from replays, be like, he's open. Open. Because I'm like, yep. I'm... And so I don't understand. It's one of three things. It's his lowest number of fantasy points since week nine in 2019. This is a guy that was a trendy preseason sleeper. I was all in. I was all in. Like, I'm asked and answered. I'm totally copping to this, guys. Like, bad call. Bad call last night. And at the moment, looking like a bad call in the preseason on me. Um, as I tweeted last night... I hope you uh, listened to me on Cam Akers, and I hope you ignored me on Allen Robinson. Part of me, it's one of three things, I think, and maybe it's a combination, Connor, and you tell me. Yeah. But I feel like part of it was uh, they were playing deep. 
And they're like, we'll give you the dink and dunk stuff. That's but the we're bills. Not, we're, right. We're, we're going to give you the dink and dunk stuff, especially because we've got these we've got these young, inexperienced corners, no Tredavious White. So, you know, we don't want to put them on an island. We're just going to yep. we're gonna zone it up, and we're just going to, like, whatever. We'll give up the dink and dunk stuff. And we think our line's going to be good enough to dominate Matthew Stafford and not give him enough time to throw, which, by the way, did happen. Yep. Stafford, Stafford looked like he was in Detroit. I, I mean, it right, really did. If you right? changed the uniform, you would think it was the Lions in 2014. Yeah, 1,000%. So, it, tough time to throw. And I, maybe the arm? They say he was okay. The but motion like, was different. There was some weird wind-up going on that I, we haven't seen with him. So, let's move this forward now. What do we do if you've got Allen Robinson? For me, I'm staying put. Again, like, you may not want to start him again, but no Van Jefferson. You know, they, it was really just Cup and, and Higby. And the offense looked awful. And for all, yeah. I mean, first time Sean McVay, by the way, I also picked the Rams. Good job, Barry. Like me and almost everyone on football night, you know, shout out to Chris Sims and Rodney Harrison. They both picked the Bills. The rest of us stupidly picked the Rams. First time Sean McVay's lost a home opener um, in his career. Uh, first time, I think, in seven or eight years that the Super Bowl champion, Blake will keep me honest on this, the first time, I think, in seven or eight years that uh, the Super Bowl champion has lost on opening night. Anyway, I, the, the, to me what's encouraging is, is the number of routes and the yeah. number of snaps and that they don't have anyone else. Like, at least with the running backs, they have Henderson. Yes. You know, like that um, – they need, they need Allen Robinson to work. So I, I, I'm not ready to throw in the towel just yet. But certainly – it certainly looks like he was, uh, he was poor. Um, that was, it was not good. I think the glass half full here is that you have to keep in mind is they were playing the Bills, who are the Super Bowl favorites yeah. right now. They are a defense that is built on the zone coverage. That's what they do. That's what they are. Allen Robinson's a guy that his job is to win against man coverage. Go up, beat your defender, win one-on-one contested catch situations. That's the glass half full is that the bounce back here to me is a pretty clear picture. I think he'll be okay. I I, I hope so, too. But much more positive. Oh, yeah. Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. But... Friend of the podcast, Stefan. Absolutely, Diggs, right? You know, yeah. Sacks um, underwear on the way. It, it looks. It, that was, it looks like you know what the Bills did. They Stefan the gas. They did Stefan the gas. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So uh, those guys were first round picks. They returned. Like, listen, you're gonna love it. Gabriel Davis, somebody else we talked up a lot this preseason. Yeah. Very polarizing playing within the fantasy community. A lot of people felt like he was being overdrafted. I was just like, no, no, no. I just talked about the fact that this is a guy that despite his lack of targets last year, was still top five in terms of end zone targets. He's just a scoring machine. What happens last night? Catches a touchdown. Catches the first one. All right. Third straight game that Gabe Davis has caught a touchdown. Again, going back to the playoffs of last year, he got five targets, made four receptions. Josh Allen looked awesome. Like This is going to be a big season for Gabe Davis. Whatever you paid to acquire his services this year, it. it wasn't enough. It wasn't yeah. enough because he's going to be awesome this year. We also talked about in the preseason that we liked Devin Singletary if we had to pick a Bills running back, and that, that proved to be correct, right? 34 snaps. Oof. Moss got 22, which was surprising to me. James Cook just three. Yeah, that fumble didn't help. The fumble certainly did not help. Zach Moss, more passing targets than Singletary, which was shocking to mm, me. Me too. Because we think – I think that will correct itself. I, you know, My guess is once Cook fumbled, they were like, all right, you're done, Rook. Yeah. So, um, But I think going forward – Singletary is the only Bills running back you can start until we see something out of Moss. Um, and there wasn't much else. Like Dawson Knox, like whatever. You yeah, know, one but, catch, five yards. Right, but fine. You know, like he's a – Dawson Knox is a one of those like, you know, tight end 8 to 12, 8 to 14 types that like the week he scores a touchdown for you, great. You love and the weeks he doesn't, it's, you know, it's what we saw last night. Uh, let's get into some, uh, some news here. And um, – this is a true story. Uh, I met a uh, like one of the highest people at NBC. So on the field, like all the muckety mucks were there, and literally one of the biggest, one of the muckiest of the mucks comes up to me saying hi a little bit. He goes, "Listen, should I drop Rondell Moore?" Like you know. So everyone's playing fantasy football. Um, I told him not to just yet, but let's see what happens with this MRI. It doesn't sound good. You know what's scary with Rondell Moore, and I know this is early, but a rule of scouting, players that are always hurt in college are generally always hurt in the NFL. Yeah. And we are reaching that territory where Rondell Moore is, that was the question with him. He was a first-round pick if he wasn't hurt all the time in college. Year two of the NFL, we're asking injury questions before the season starts. Not good. It's not good. Not good. Is this, is this and shout-out to Damian Dabrowski, wherever he is, 
Is this an Andy Isabella game? <laughs> it very the, well go, could. the ghost of Andy Isabella. Yes. Right? So DeAndre Hopkins is out. Yep. Right? Doesn't look like Rondell Moore is going to play. Zach Ertz, not seen at Thursday's practice either. Not dealing a good with sign. That, dealing with his calf injury. So, like, you've got A.J. Green there. Uh, they got they they got Antoine Wesley. He's a kid that I know Kingsbury likes. Yep. But maybe Andy Isabella gets back on the field. Ultimately, this is going to be a big Marquise Brown game. This has got to be a Hollywood Brown game. Be. It has to be. Yeah. So and you know and James Connor. No lean on Connor. Connor, but like they're playing the Chiefs, dude. Like they're not going to be able. They're not going to be able to grind this score. one out. You got to score. They got to score. So like uh, I like um, maybe you, you, you lower Kyler Murray slightly, but if you have Kyler Murray, you're starting him. Uh, so, you know, maybe just in DFS, he's more of a contrarian play this week. But we expect so many points to be scored in that game. Like, I, where there's a will, there's a way with Kyler Murray. Do you think he runs more now, though? Yeah, possibly. Right? And That's... again, like, Antoine Wesley, I know people are like, Antoine yeah. Wesley. But, like, he scored a couple of times. This is a guy, that, the big, big, tall wide receiver, built a little bit like DeAndre Hopkins yep. and played at Texas Tech for Kingsbury. Monster year. Yeah. His last year of college. Monster year. Yeah, so, I mean, I just... I, Whatever. That's a, if you're in a deep DFS league, just a, a name. Dart. I've always, I have him on a deep dynasty league. I've always sort of liked Antoine okay. Wesley. Like, so we'll see. And it does seem like he did have some, He had a couple of touchdowns when Hopkins was out towards the end of last year. So, who knows? Maybe. Um, but we will see. We think it's probably likely going to be Hollywood Brown, AJ Green, and Andy Isabella for the cards on the Chiefs in Week One. Um, Zach Ertz, same thing. You know, today will be uh, telling. And I think what's important to do right now is just promo something that we're going to talk about a lot, which is Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern, right here on Peacock. It is fantasy football pregame. Myself, Michael Smith, Jay Croucher, a ton of people, including Mark Kelly, who spent 20 years as an NFL trainer. He's our injury guy. And so he's, he'll be there. He, he was a, he's actually spent 30 years as an NFL trainer, 20 years as the head trainer of the Jaguars, another decade with the Giants on their staff as well. So he'll get us the latest on Zach Ertz and what, what we can expect out of him. But certainly, if Ertz was my only tight end, start looking at the waiver wire. You yeah. might need some other options. Uh, so I have a question for you. Please. I feel like there's a couple of traditions, right, um, in week one. And so fantasy managers overact, overreacting, that's one of them as well. Uh, me complaining about my picks. That's another one. Uh, and then I feel like Sammy Watkins having himself a day. <laughs> Good Lord. A.J. Green, Sammy Watkins. We are turning back the clock today. We really, we really are. Uh, so, Al Lazard did not practice. Stepped on. On Thursday. Interesting injury. Yeah. He stepped on in practice last week. So, didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. And so, there's a chance that in the first game without Devontae Adams... Aaron Rodgers also does not have Alan Lazard. And so you'd expect the starting wide receivers to be Romeo Dobbs and Sammy Watkins. I think last year, his week one for Sammy Watkins, played with the Ravens, four for 96. 2020 with KC, right? As you see it here in your screen. Um, uh, Seven for 82. Seven for 82 and a score. 2019, nine for 198 and three touchdowns. Best receiver that week in fantasy. Sammy Watkins is a week one wonder, three straight years, and I sort of feel like against the Vikings on Sunday, he's going to make it four in a row. 100%. Yeah. If he doesn't, where are the Packers going with the football? Yeah, I just feel like. Well, I think the answer is is that Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are both in in for big games. I would start both those guys. Uh, I think if you were desperate, listen, if you're in a league in which you were considering starting Rondell Moore, like a, deep, a league that deep. I mean, I had Rondell Moore at like 47 this week. So if you're in a league that deep where Rondell Moore was actually a consideration of starting for you this week, Sammy Watkins. He's likely available in your league. Go pick him up. Uh, I, I think that's a good start for week one. So we'll, um, we'll see how that all, that all plays out. We're also going to be monitoring Christian McCaffrey's health on the injury report. Tradition like no other. Right, exactly. George Kittle. George We're Kittle. Back. We're f- we are We're back. so we freaking really back, back, dude. We are, we are really back. I'm being told to hit the promo read to break. Oh, here we go. Speaking of that, I'm, I'm, you know I mentioned fantasy football pregame? Yes. Well, here you go. I've got a promo read. Look at that good-looking guy Ooh. right there. How about that? Fantasy football pregame. It's 11 a.m. on Peacock Live, your one-stop shop for your NFL fantasy and betting needs. We're gonna, again, we got Jay Croucher there. Get your start-sit questions answered using the hashtag FFPregame. 
So we're going to answer some questions we want to hear from you guys. Hashtag FF pregame. Again, 11 a.m. to 1 all the way up into kickoff. Me, Michael Smith, Jay Croucher, and a cast of thousands. 11 a.m. right here on the Proud Peacock. We're back after this. I think ever since Tony's got, gotten here, you know, we've been we've been pretty close, and uh, it's been a, a really good relationship. Uh, we've been, you know, two guys that feed off each other, and, and uh, you know, we're each other's biggest hype man, and, and uh, we're going to make sure that, you know, that we're going to make each other better every day. And so, uh, I mean, I think, I think it's great that, you know, this year we've, you know, even opened up, you know, the offense and uh, have, have more, more packages with me and Tony on the field, and, and uh, you know, I think that will be good for us. For those of you listening at home, or in your car, or bathroom, maybe bathtub. Who knows where people listen? We don't judge. That was the voice of Ezekiel Elliott running back of the Dallas Cowboys discussing his relationship with Tony Pollard, very similar to you and I. Absolutely. Um, how close we are. Split backfield. Split backfield. Different yeah, roles. Different roles. Yep. Make each other better. You're the workhorse. I'm more the pass-catching. Yeah, you know, exactly. Down back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're the, uh, I'm the one that got the bag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fair. She's on yeah. fire. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the one that's also, you know, that everyone's just like, ah, he's old, he's done. Yeah, same thing. So that's fine. Zeke and I you have said a lot it, of common. Uh, Zeke and I have a lot of common. He also has better hair than I do. So they're playing the Buccaneers on Sunday night uh, right here on NBC as part of Sunday Night Football. Uh, I am a company man. So are you? We're doing, a, uh, we're doing a segment here. You know, basically, what are we doing here? Start Explain one or the other, one, both, or stay away from the entire backfield. One, both, or neither. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Choose your own adventure Choose on this one. Choose my own adventure. Zeke, right? Tony Pollard first yeah. up. So, with Ezekiel Elliott, you probably have to start him because you probably don't, but I, I will tell him about running back 19, and I don't love this matchup against the Buccaneers, who uh, are one of the best run defenses, especially one of the best interior run defenses in the NFL. We expect it to continue again this season. Last year, in the week one game against these same Buccaneers, Ezekiel Elliott had 5.9 fantasy points per game. It was his second fewest all season long. He had his second fewest carries against the Buccaneers, just 11. I mean, like, he had less than 35 rushing yards. They could not move the ball on the ground. Dak Prescott had over 400 yards in this game. They had to throw. It was kind of a crazy game, a really fun one as well. So, a low end RB2, you're basically hoping he falls into the end zone. But Pollard, I do think, is a very viable flex. Last year, Tampa Bay allowed the second most receptions to opposing running backs. Again, and you sort of think about how this game plays out. We know the Cowboys' offensive line is beat up, right? And so um, with Tyron Smith out, like, they're going to have some challenges. And after CeeDee Lamb, it's a bunch of question marks. We don't expect Michael Gallup to play in this game. So you got Jalen Tolbert, Noah Brown, like, not a lot there. Yeah. So where are you going? You're obviously going to CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz. But I do think Tony Pollard, who played a lot of wide receiver in college, Starts getting out into the flat. They start doing some bubble screens, some just quick hits to try to alleviate that pressure that's coming in on Dak and uh, get him in space and let him do what he does. So, I don't know. For me, he's a guy who had just four targets last year against the Buccaneers and four receptions. And that was a game in which they had Amari Cooper and they had Michael Gallup. Like, I think Tony Pollard sneakily has a, has a good game here. I'm at running back 26. Very viable flex play. Wouldn't surprise me if he winds up being much higher than that. I'm with you. I think Pollard has a lot of potential in this game because if they motion him out to the slot and they use him in this pass-catching role, the Bucks linebackers, you can throw on them in those isolated matchups. Zeke, the concern, running into the teeth of that Bucks defense, Vita Vea, yeah. that's not going to work, especially Ooh. with the banged-up offensive line. So Zeke, I'm very fearful of in this game. Uh, Pollard if you has targets option, on the table. It, I, that's the thing. You draft him, you got to play him. Right, probably. It just Most depends likely. on the construction of your roster. If yep. you have a better option, feel free. I, I don't think he's a must-start. I'm just saying you might have to live with it. But, yes, in an ideal world, you're probably looking elsewhere than Zeke in week one, even though I'm still very much pro-Zeke over the course of an NFL season. For sure. All right, yeah, brutal matchup week one. Moving on to Jacksonville, Travis Etienne, James Robinson. Robinson cleared coming off Achilles' injury. That's good news. Uh, Travis Etienne kind of with a, a funny quote saying, I told James I'm glad he's back. All the inside zones are his now. Let's start with Etienne right there. Is he a must play for you? Yeah, I mean, I haven't running back 20, so I'm as an RB2, playing my commanders at the commanders. We expect them to be a good defense, but again, similar to Tampa Bay, which is that really strong defensive line. They're going to try to get pressure there, and so you want to use those quick passes. I believe the way, especially given the strength of the the commanders' defensive line, 
and the fact that James Robinson's just coming back, even though he's no limitations. I think the Jaguars move the ball through the air in this one, or that's what they attempt. And so I do think Etienne is going to be such a big part of that passing game. Yeah, like a must-start is strong, obviously, but I do – again, I am a top-20 play this uh, this week. Not the case for you with Robinson, who yeah, you have as RB44. Is that coming off the injury or I just see a it. big – Yeah. I want to see what this offense looks like. I mean, I just – under Peterson, with the off, new offensive line, with Lawrence there, with Christian Kirk, like let's just, let's just see it because we're at a – we're at a week here in week one where there are, still aren't that many injuries. We're not on buys. You should have the full complement of your roster to choose from. I think if you got James Robinson, you got him late. Uh, and so, I, again, I think you probably got a big value out of that. We like that. But I, I don't know that I'm using him in week one unless I absolutely had to. All right. New England, one of the more interesting backfields as always. Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris. You've been high on Ramondre the entire summer, and one of those reasons is something Belichick has alluded to is uh, on his route running. It's something that he has now shown that he can do or it might even become a strength. How do you stack up Damian Harris and Ramondre? Just week one. We know how you feel season-long picture. Season-long. I mean, I think they're pretty equal. I I think Harris probably has the better chance at a touchdown. It's worth noting that uh, in week three, he played eight snaps with the starters. Harris did. Stevenson at three. The following week, he played seven snaps with the starters. So... Harris has the better shot at a touchdown here against the Dolphins. I think this is going to be a tough game. I feel like it always is. Anytime New England goes to Miami in September, it's going to be hot as hell. Yep. Um, I think this is going to be a tough game for both these guys. So I have them merely as, like, you know, running back threes. And I think you're probably – I think in an ideal world, the answer is neither until, again, we sort of see how this shakes out. All right. But I do yeah. – I am very pro Ramondre Stevenson over the course of the season. Kind of a similar situation here with the Jets, who are going up against Baltimore, who not an easy team to run on. We no. know that. They'll be missing Travis Jones, their rookie nose tackle, but still, even without him, tough defense. Michael Carter, Brees Hall. All the hype on this one's been one way, but you have Michael Carter over Brees Hall this week. It just, I mean, Brees Hall hasn't been playing. He, Hall made only one start in the preseason. That was week two, and it wasn't with the rest of the starters. He played only two snaps with the starters in the first two preseason games. I feel like they have more confidence in Michael Carter at this point. But to your point, tough to run on Baltimore. Probably going to be a committee. Low-scoring team. I mean, you know, whatever. Hashtag revenge game for Joe Flacco. Sure. Right. But, like, I, I don't know, man. Like, this is one that I feel like, yeah. So our choices are one, both, or neither. Give me neither here. I'm with you. The Jets now, today came out, no Dwayne Brown. Mm. So they will be moving George Fant to the left side, a rookie fourth-round pick, yeah, picking Max right. Mitchell starting on the right side against yeah. Baltimore. Yeah, dude. Not good. Not good. Might yeah. be shades of the Rams last night. Yeah, this is uh, – that's a tough one. All right, moving to a little bit more positive matchup. The Eagles take on the Lions, Miles Sanders. It feels like nobody cared about him this summer yeah. for whatever reason. Kenny Gainwell kind of in this unique role, more as a pass-catching. Once again, it goes back to Tony Pollard, a guy that can play the slot if you need him to. Do you like Miles Sanders this week? I mean, more than most weeks. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm anti-Miles Sanders, right? So yeah. more, more this week than... RB31, that's low. It is low. I mean, they're playing Detroit. Yeah. Right? I think Jalen Hurts has a monster game here. That's what I think. Yep. I think A.J. Brown, I like him for any time touchdown. Uh, I like his odds there. I think it's a big Jalen Hurts game. I think if there's a rushing touchdown, I think it's probably more likely Hurts than anyone else. Maybe Sanders gets in there. We'll see. But he's been bad. And we think it's a three-headed committee. And I think Detroit's going to be a lot better than they were last year. I'm not saying they're going to be pushovers or anything like that. But I think Detroit will be able to hang with them a little bit longer than they did last year. Closing out with Gainwell, is this a situation where you just have to see it with him or somebody has to get hurt? I mean, let's be real. Miles Sanders, Boston Scott – Right, Jalen Hurts. And Jalen I mean, Hurts I mean, they, runs they, a ton. Right, runs a ton, especially when they're in close. So, Gainwell's interesting to me as a late late round stash. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, not um, as, as a late round stash, but not anyone that I, I think, again, we're trying to narrow down the unknown. And just a lot of these committees, like, if you don't have any clear picture, in the ideal world, if he, if, uh, unless you're forced to start them, hey, let me get some data here. Let me get some data points here. And so... Uh, yeah, Gainwell and Sanders, I'm, I'm not likely I'm, – I'm, I would choose neither, even though it was Detroit. I get it. But if, you're, if, you, if you did ignore my advice and drafted Miles Sanders, and you're not starting him against Detroit, then what are you even doing? <laughs> you're scared to play him. Yeah. Even though, we, again, we like Detroit. Like, they'll be better this year. Yeah. They'll compete. All right. So, all right. So, neither on the Jets and neither on the Eagles. That's correct. Yeah. Correct. Stay away but from uh, I think 
potentially both on the Buccaneers, certainly Tony Pollard uh, and ETN on the Jags. There we go. One, both, or neither. Our first debut segment of that is in the books. You can hear the fans. They're very excited about it. They're like, they're already, it's already trending on Twitter. They're chanting your name. Something. They're doing something. Maybe not for good reasons. We're back after this. Viking special teams coordinator Matt Daniels recently said this about Jalen Rager, whom he has respect for as a punt returner for some time. Quote, he's a very stout, cocky-built guy. Narrow. Thick. Strong legs. Big glutes. Really nice calves. Huh. I was salivating over this dude. End quote. It feels like, yep, and that's probably, I feel like this is the picture of Jalen Rager that he was talking about right here. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. That's me. That's me uh, last yesterday on the show when I was showing over my off my ankles. I feel like I have nice ankles. He mixed you guys up. Yeah, but I mean, like I, like, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people talk about my glutes, how my my nice calves. You know, would you would you want a coach to salivate you over you? How are you? How are you feeling if you're Jalen Rager this morning after this quote? Uh, like I'm gonna hang around the roster and collect yeah. checks. Yeah, yeah that's, so that's something. That's the glass half full. Yeah. So yeah. you got to do what you got to do? I mean, listen. You're right. He respects him as a punt returner. You think he comes in like short shorts and he's like he's, he's like he's, you know, he's... Skies put, out, thighs out? He's got, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Like he's lathered up his, yep. his, uh, his, his, uh, his glutes and his calves. Gets cold in Minnesota. Strong though. legs. Skies out, thighs out, Mike. Right? Is he just, is he just like, you know, just like, he's like, you know, uh, coming up and... Um, for people watching at home, I'm just getting up here and just like, hey, man, how you, uh, how you doing? <laughs> you know, just like, all right, I can't do that. But like, you know, just like, oh, ooh, how you doing, brother? How you good to see you? Oh, Playing up to like, it. Like, yeah, just kind of just owning that. Like, the, you think he does something like that? Probably. Just lean into it? Yeah, he's on all the uh, the beach muscle machines. Yeah, I would do that. If yeah, I'm bicep Rager. curls. Yeah. Like, single leg extensions. He's doing it all. Yeah. I don't know what any of those things are, yes, by the you way. Do. Don't, don't play it cool. No. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just I'm just I was born a Greek god. That's true. I, See those I, ankles? I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't you put, saw them. I didn't put any work into that. Uh, all right. So uh, with yeah, that lineup with setting the, tips, with, yeah, we're gonna do smooth this. Okay. So yeah, really, really, really smooth. So right. If you're if you are special teams coordinator Matt Daniels, you might want to put Jalen Rager into your lineup. If you're anyone else, you might want to put somebody else into your lineup. So just wanted to talk about a couple of just. This is sort of basic, but I just think they're good, helpful reminders. And, and you always think, like, well, people don't do this, right? Like, but, like, I'll, I'll give an example. Like, I'm just off the top of my head. For example, like Matt Casey, one of the producers of the show. We have a show league here. And Matt Casey last night started James Cook. That's a tough break. That one, fine. We didn't know what his yeah, issues going to be. Listen, I started Allen Robinson in a couple of leagues. A lot of people started Cam Akers. So, yeah. you know, you a lot of people TV. really from last night, 1,000%. Exactly. 19 million people watched me say that. So, whatever. Like, my career is over anyway. Doesn't matter. But, but my point is, is that, um, uh, but you think about somebody like Matt Casey. Okay, so fine. He started James Cook. But you know what he did is he started James Cook in his flex spot. Rookie mistake. Because, obviously, what you want to do is, even though James Cook isn't, quote, his best running back, the idea is is a lot can happen between Thursday and Sunday morning when kickoff happens. And so what you want to do is you want to keep your flex spot as flexible as possible. So what he should have done, what Matt, well, what Matt Cates did a lot of things he should have done. Like, he should have built a time machine and gone back before he drafted James Cook, right? That, yes. that would have been ideal. And then before that, once he was stuck with James Cook, Matt Casey should have said, you know, I'm not going to start Matt. I'm not going to start James Cook. But once he, he got past those steps and decided, whatever it is, I'm in on James Cook uh, for this game, he should have started him at running back, not flex. Even though on the roster it looks like, I know he's, you know, he would technically be a flex. But, like, you want that flex spot open because what happens now if one of his running backs gets injured Right, like he has J.K. Dobbins on his team. Yeah, we don't know. Right, we don't situation. know what to, we no. don't know his situation. So if we find out Sunday morning that J.K. Dobbins isn't playing, and right now my gut tells me he's not gonna, yep. Then what does he do? Right, because then he could go to the way where I get a, a, a wide receiver or something like that to yeah. slot into the flex. But now he's tied into I've got to find a running it's back pigeonhole. Yeah. Right, and James yeah. Cook has already started, and so it's not like he can. Um, it's sort of locked into that in, into that spot. I will say I will say this. If you play on Yahoo, 
Yahoo lets you drop bench players even once their game has started. I think this is insane. I hate this. I'm just going to be honest. It's pretty wild. Listen, listen, a lot of great things about Yahoo. They're partners with NBC. I'm not saying anything bad about Yahoo. I'm just saying my own personal opinion here is that I hate this. I absolutely hate this. And if I was if I was running a league on Yahoo, I would say this is not you're not allowed to do this. I know that the game allows you to do this. You're not allowed to do this. To me, once lineups lock, boom, you're done. Yeah. If a game has started, that player should be on your roster until the following Tuesday when waivers go. Having said that, don't hit the player, hit the game, right? That's I mean, it. like that's they made the rules. Yeah. So if the rule is there, uh, by Utilize all means, it. Yeah. exploit it. Yes. Uh, a thousand percent. Also, by the way, if you have a player who may not play, you can IR them once they're ruled out to free up a roster spot. And so this is kind of a, a little thing that, like, like I'm. If say you're watching fantasy football happy hour, I'm sorry, this is the fantasy football happy hour. Say you, I'm getting at my drinking. Yeah, say you're watching the fantasy football pregame on Sunday morning, and we mentioned like, oh, hey, by the way, J.K. Dobbins is out. Right. So then what you do is you slap. Even if you're like, well, I'm good. Like I, you know, like. You're not Matt Casey. Like, you didn't start James Cook in your flex spot. You still have the flex spot open. You're good. But if what you can do there is just immediately slap J.K. Dobbins into your IR spot. And then I like to, like, if you're streaming defenses, look ahead to week two. What defenses are out there? So that way I don't have to waste a waiver pick or, you know, get in line. Especially as you start to get into bye weeks, that kind of thing. Or, like, I'll immediately take, even if there's no one out there that I, quote, like or that I want. But if I have an open roster spot, and not to... Not to sound morbid, but like I will pick up a backup running back that I think in case something happens sure. to the running back starting ahead of him. Like you're not rooting for injury, but injuries are a part of the game. And so I just think it's – I think r- maximizing your roster at all possible cases is always important. So always utilize those IR spots once people um, uh, once people are in there. So just a couple of like little yeah. hit tips. Good reminders. Yeah. Even Tidbits. for people in your own league. It's the kind of stand-up guy you are. I, I, After the fact, yeah. but still. Here's what, this is a great um, litmus test. Because Matt Casey runs a bunch of stuff here. Like, this is a big deal. Like, I mean, not everyone has the juice to get a Chad Pennington jersey on the, on, on the, on the set. Yep. Matt Casey's got the ju- juice to do that. Like, he sort of laid down the law. But so my question is, is like, um, it'd be interesting. But so he runs a bunch of different shows here at the company. I wonder if he's even watching this. This is a, this is a litmus test. You will know. He was in L.A. last night. I mean, he might be on a plane right now. Could be sleeping. Could be Catching sleeping. up on sleep. Yeah. Uh, what's that like, Matt Casey? There you go. <laughs> All right, some wide receiver flex plays. Yes, sir. Basic sit start here. Mm-hmm. we got to start with one who, Rashad Bateman in Baltimore, mm-hmm. a scenario, a team that traded Hollywood Brown. Mm-hmm. It feels like they have less wide receiver talent. They're expecting the former first-rounder in Bateman to have a really big year two mm-hmm. jump. They're obviously a predominantly two tight end team. Bateman for you, Barry, you have him at wide receiver 30 this week. The Jets don't have their corners trail. Sauce will play a side, and then DJ Reed, if he plays, will play another side, so you don't worry about anything like yeah. that. Are you starting Rashad? How confident yes. are you in Rashad Bateman as a flex this week? Uh, seven. The volume should be significant, yeah. right? I'm in. I'm in. in. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in on him. So, um, by the way, uh, I was not expecting a Sauce Gardner reference on today's show so there you go you got one that's what i'm here yeah, for i appreciate you that. brought chad pennington i'll bring sauce gardner well let's talk let's um let's talk to jets here elijah moore comes in at, at 32 how you feeling about elijah moore with joe flacco under center quietly a good thing yeah elijah moore with flacco i think of the miami game last year yeah. these two have a, a good connection now the jets as we said earlier down Dwayne brown pass pro going to be questionable yeah. run game probably not going to be good they're probably going to be down in this game yeah, against yeah. Baltimore. They are home underdogs by a touchdown. That is Vegas telling you that you stink. Yeah. That's what they're telling you. That is what they are telling you. They are going to have to throw. Joe Flacco loves throwing to Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore obviously has had big weeks with Joe Flacco. You have him at wide receiver 32. seem to be confident in him as a flex play this week. Yeah, play. I am. I, again, I think volume is there. And I get it. To your point, Joe Flacco under center actually gives me – a little oh, confidence? A little confidence, yeah. I mean, I think I think at this point he's a better quarterback than Zach Wilson, at least from what we've seen so yeah. far, right? Um, he can certainly run the offense better. Um, like, you know, you just you feel safe with Joe. You know, maybe there's not a ton of upside, but if you're the head coaches, you're like, you know what? If I put the offense in Joe Flacco's hands, we'll be fine. Like, you know, if I, if I let one of my mom's friends hang out with Joe Flacco, She'll be fine. Yes, everything's okay. Right, right, exactly. Just he's one of those trustworthy guys. I'm just saying, just in general, 
any kind of a scenario like that where you just feel like you know like hey can you my mom's friend needs to like go grocery shopping can you take her you can give the keys to the car thousand percent yeah 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 can you walk my dog yeah yeah dog's coming back don't need to worry about it not gonna find out like you know dog's friend you know (laughs) suddenly like you know spent some time somewhere all right uh fire up elijah moore yeah Uh, moving on to hunter renfro yes sir with the Raiders, obviously, Darren Waller, healthy. A, a weird summer, but he's going to play. He's good yep, to go. Correct. they got a guy named Devontae Adams. That goes a long way. I've heard of him. Does this scare you with Renfro at all? I know he's been a target monster. He obviously lives in the slot. Carr, he's kind of his safety blanket. You have Renfro as wide receiver 33, so that tells me you like him as a flex play this week. How is Renfro impacted by the changes of this offense? Big changes with the impact of Yeah, Devontae. I mean, it, it, we don't know yet. We'll sure. see. We'll, we'll see. I can tell you a couple of things. That you know, again, whether it was personnel or not, but you think about Julian Edelman, even Amendola in in New England with Josh McDaniels, like the slot player gets utilized a lot. Now maybe that was a Brady preference, maybe that was just you know Julian Edelman's a really good player. Yeah. Um, but I could see McDaniels wanting to dial up a decent amount uh, of slot targets for Hunter Renfro. Having said that, this Chargers defense is really good, and Devonte Adams is going to get his. There's so much unknown because it's because Adams is such a big player and will change that dynamic so much. But yeah, I mean, I do think I do think it's a pretty high scoring game, obviously against the Chargers. Yeah, Raiders, you know, Raiders are Chargers, and so Renfro to me is a viable flex. Yeah, maybe no J.C. Jackson in that game. Right, that'd be a big piece missing from big, the Chargers big, big. secondary. And if they devote a lot of attention and bracket coverage to Vante, that's going to open things up for Renfro. Over under set at fifty two and a half. I think that's going to be a shootout. Yeah. that flies over yeah. that. We like the over. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Michael Thomas, the mystery man of the last couple of years with the Saints. You have him as wide receiver 36. Yeah. I feel like I've seen him higher than that. No, but I was it, high. You have to see it again, right? I have to see it. Like, he's been banged up this week. He made the hate list okay. this week. Yeah. So, December 23rd, 2020. That was the last regular season game that Michael it's Thomas played. a long played. time ago. You go back to that 2020 season, he actually was under – Double-digit fantasy points in three of his seven games. He had two games under five fantasy points, which is just considering where he was going in drafts. It's just like, you know, you think you got prob- you think you got problems, Cam Makers? Go back to, uh, you know, 2020 when Michael Thomas uh, was out there. That was a tough one. Uh, AJ Terrell and, and Casey Hayward, the uh, the corners for uh, the Falcons, both really good. We've talked about this before. Terrell had a really nice season last year. One of the year. best corners in the league at this yeah. point. Yeah. Just under the radar because it's in Atlanta. Nobody cares. And right there, you know, no one cares. Yeah. And, and Casey Hayward, same thing. You know, just a really talented player. And so, I think, yeah, Michael Thomas, I'd kind of want to see it again. I, you know, I, I want to – not again. I want to see – yeah, I want to see it this year before I'm willing to be like, yeah, let's fire it up. Here's something crazy for you. Do you yeah. almost have more hope or confidence in what a Lave can be down the stretch than Michael Thomas? Especially if, if Thomas can't get healthy. Yeah. Because like, Olave's just written an ink into this offense. 100%. 100%. And, they, I mean, they've got Jarvis Landry as well, but Olave's the future. Absolutely. Yeah, there's no question. Healthy Kamara, going to see his targets as well. Jacksonville, again, Christian Kirk in the preseason. It felt like Trevor Lawrence looked his way over and over again. Obviously, another guy that lives in the slot. There's not a ton in this passing offense right. that you go, okay, Kirk's going to lose targets here or there. He was signed yeah. big money to come in and be the guy. Wide receiver 34, you firing him up this week. He had nine games last year where he, he had six or more targets. He averaged 15 fantasy points per game. Jacksonville ranked top five in both wide receiver target share and pass rate rush last season. In a, in a season in which the offense was a complete mess, he still, uh, Jacksonville still targeted their wide receivers quite a bit. For me, the eye-opening thing was the week two of the preseason where Kirk went uh, – Kirk got eight targets, got a 33% target share. He was the passing attack. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, like, I I think he's a sneaky sleeper. I actually think the Jags offense can be decent this year. I think they're going to be able to move the ball. So, uh, yeah, absolutely, uh, I I think he's a viable flex play this. I am yawning, (laughs) by the way. I am yawning. I'm sorry. I was up all night. I was up all night. Literally. and And I'm talking about a Jaguars wide receiver. So, like, but, yeah. I do like Christian Kirk. Two first names, always a crowd pleaser. Give me some Christian Kirk this week. All right, firing up Christian Kirk. Yeah! Against fired up the commanders that you know the commanders. quite well. I do. If we lose at home to the Jags, and I get the Jags are better and that kind of stuff, like, what are we even doing? You don't want to be the team, though, that changes the Jags' narrative. No. 
No, you don't want to lose the home opener to the Jags. That's, you just, no, you don't. You don't want to lose the home opener, period. You don't want to lose the Jags, period. You definitely don't want to lose the, um, the home opener to the Jags. Favored by more than field goal. Yeah. Take care of business. Yeah. All right. Yeah, play some defense. All right. Yeah. We're going to take care of business. We got one segment left. We're going to talk okay. about our... Uh, I might be napping. We're gonna, yeah, back. you might be napping. I'm going to talk about the storylines we're projecting for Monday morning. The overreaction storylines right after this. The NFL season is finally here, and the NBC Sports Predictor Predictor app is giving you a shot at winning $100,000 by entering Sunday night sevens free contest between the Buccaneers and Cowboys. So you don't have the Predictor app, go download it now. We are back on last call, uh, and a couple of, over the course, I mean, just again, it's the first NFL season, you know, we're starting to get these Friday practice reports, a couple of things here that I thought was interesting. Todd Bowles says the decision on Chris Godwin will come right up until kickoff. So let's talk about this. I don't think there's any way you can play Chris Godwin this week, and I'll tell you why. Even if he's active, you won't know. It's the Sunday night game right here on NBC and Peacock. I'm a company man. But the fact is, is that you're going to have to make decisions Sunday morning, Godwin, who we don't know about, or a guy we know is playing at 1 o'clock. And I just don't think you want to mess with that unless you somehow had somebody on the Cowboys and the Buccaneers that you could swap in that you felt good about. But generally speaking, you know, you don't want to do that. Of course, if you're playing on Yahoo and the the commission isn't paying attention, you can drop a player while the game's going on to grab like a kicker or something like that. That but, feels like a big-time risk. It, it, the summer yes. he's had coming off the injury. And the Bucks are trying to win a Super Bowl this year. They're not, le- they're not risking it all on week one for Godwin. But does that change your view of Julio Jones this week? Yeah, a little bit. Right? I mean, yeah. Godwin, little Tom Brady, Julio love going yeah, on this no, but when Yeah, but when, when, when Godwin and Evans are both out there, that's who well, Brady's looking for for the, for sure. for the most. Um, uh, more news. This is all coming from the Fantasy Life app. 100% free app. You get the... Uh, you get the alerts. They're great. But uh, Mike McCarthy said Dak Prescott will practice fully, um, and there's time. So, whatever that means. No worry for Dak. No. So it was a bad it, pair of cleats. It, yeah. Tried exactly. Jordan 11s. Didn't work. He's okay. Brutal. Uh, okay. Uh, in terms of uh, George Kittle did not, uh, did not practice today. Yeah, he's going to be out. That's yeah, it's not looking good. Ertz did, though, correct? Yes. Ertz is looking better. Ertz practiced today. So, um, so okay. Whew. Let's see. Um, Deontay Johnson uh, looks like he's going to play. Be all right. Yeah. Which is good news there. Um, what do you want to talk about Monday? And that's so we're doing this segment basically one prediction for week one that we'll be talking about Monday. For, so give me, yeah. give me, give me a prediction that so on Monday when we're like, I can't believe that just happened. Like this morning, it was like, what the hell happened to Cam Akers and Allen Robinson? Wow. Gabe Davis, you know, it's going to be Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen. That's going to be awesome. I, I know you had concerns about Michael Thomas, and I share yeah. those concerns. It's, that's just how it is with him at this point. But I think Jameis Winston is just going to come out firing in this okay. game, and the Saints are going to win pretty decisively. It shocked me that they are only five-and-a-half-point favorites against Atlanta. I don't think Atlanta gets much going on offense. I love A.J. Terrell, but Atlanta does yeah. not have the pass rush that's right. going to impact Jameis at all. This is going to be a big Camara game. I think Olave is going to have a really nice rookie debut. I think there's going to be reactions Monday morning that Jameis Winston, I, I know he was drafted borderline top 20 quarterback in fantasy this year. It felt like he was hanging yeah, about, right outside about that's there. Right. About, yeah, about, about top 20. Yeah, I, I think that this game will have people thinking he could be a top 15 finisher in that Saints offense. I think he's going to destroy Atlanta. I think one of the things that uh, people we talk about on, uh, on Monday morning is, what the hell do I do with David Montgomery? That I think David Montgomery will struggle this week in a big way. Might be this season, right? Yeah, I think this season. I think it's a bad offensive line, and I think Herbert starts getting into the mix a lot more. But that'll be one uh, one bold prediction that I I make is that, or what I think Monday's overreaction theater will be, is that uh, people are going to be going nuts about David Montgomery. Like, what do I do? He's my running back too, and he was just brutal. I think what makes it worse is they're playing San Francisco week one. San Francisco has a good chance of getting way out in front in that game. Their yeah. pass rush is going to overwhelm that offensive line for yes. the Bears. The Bears might be throwing the entire second half. Dude. Th- that makes David Montgomery toast. It, it's tough. I mean, he, he, does have, he has three-down ability. He has, he has been a pass catcher before, but still, like, you know, you don't want to count on all that. 
I'll also say that I think people will back off the panic of the Packers. I think the Packers will take care of business. They'll be fine. But I also think that the team they're playing, the Vikings, Kirk Cousins starts his uh, you know potential MVP car- uh, career season this year. Mike uh, Michael Irvin, I think, got uh, got in trouble by saying he thought Kirk Cousins was his MVP pick. I didn't think it was that crazy. Like again, I probably would have picked Josh Allen or something like that. But like yeah. again, you know how high I am on Kirk Cousins and this Vikings offense this year. So I, but his odds. I mean, odds were insane. There was a ton of value. Yeah. And some more news. It's official. Lamar Jackson did not reach an extension with Baltimore. Uh, the team released a statement. GM Eric DeCosta said, you know, hey, both sides put a lot of effort into this. It didn't yep. happen. We'll revisit at the end of the year. We know that they would franchise tag him if it came mm-hmm. down to that. Who cares about all that? Contract year for Lamar Jackson. Ball out. He's going to go, ball gonna go out. nuts. He's going to go crazy. He's going to go crazy, especially, by the way, considering the, the matchup with the Jets. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right it, out of the gate. Right out of the gate. Should be great. And also think about this. Their running backs are banged up. Like, we don't expect Dobbins to play. We know Gus Edwards isn't. Kenyon Drake got there a week ago. This is really going to be Mike Davis. And do you really want 20 touches for Mike Davis? Yep. Probably no Ronnie Stanley at left tackle. No, yeah, exactly. So I, I, here's one that I think people will talking about, be talking about on Monday. is like, oh, Isaiah likely is a thing. Like, we've been talking about it for a little while, but it's it's more, like, deeper fantasy community. I don't yeah. know that he's really a household fantasy football name yet. I think on Monday there's a chance he is. He's on the waiver wire. Yes, he's he should be. I like, I like Isaiah Likely. Yeah, I think in that offense, He's likely too. to join a lot of my teams. See what I did You still got it. Oh, sure, thanks. I, I, they're a two-tight end team. Yep. Nick Boyle's not a pass catcher. No. He's been banked up. Yeah, likely been. can kind of slot into that role. We know Mark Andrews can do a little bit of everything. That feels like an offense, like you said, that can hold two tight ends. Pretty rare for teams to do that, but they're one that could do it. Well, because especially it's still a narrow target tree. The expectation is Andrews, Bateman, uh, likely. That's the, you know, those are your top three yeah. pass catchers. On an offense that we think is going to have to throw more than people think they will this year because of all the various issues we just talked about. Yeah, they've been banged up on defense a lot, still working through some injuries. So yeah. they're not going to be playing with a giant lead every single week. Once again... This Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern, all the way up until kickoff, right here on Peacock. It is the fantasy football pregame with myself, Michael Smith, Jay Croucher, and a, uh, a cast of thousands. Mike Ryan. Mike Ryan, the injury expert that I mentioned earlier in the show. So Mike Ryan will be there. Uh, it'll be great. It'll be great. So uh, once again, get your Twitter questions in. It's the, it's the debut show, the fantasy football pregame show. So now's your chance to get it in. Use hashtag FF pregame. That's right. FF pregame. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll get a lot, a lot of your questions uh, answered. You'll be, uh, well, rested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. I'll probably get, finally get some sleep. Might get some sleep. Yeah. I'll be pro- ready to go first Sunday of the year. Yeah. You love to see it. Yeah. Do you? Yes, you do. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Listen, uh, I can't thank everyone enough for um, uh, tuning into the show. Thank you, Connor. Thank you, everyone, for not being too mean to me on uh, social media. About uh, my Robinson pick. Um, yeah, my love-hate is up now right now on NBCSportsEdge.com, as are my rankings for week one. Go check both of them out. It's Les Call. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Have a good week. We'll see you Sunday morning. For Connor, I am Matthew. Peace out.